We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. You know what, Chiefs Kingdom? It is a beautiful morning. The Chiefs have now won seven straight division titles, second most in NFL history as far as consecutive division championships go. It's the golden age of Chiefs football. We talk it about all the time. Wasn't really sure how to feel yesterday after the Chiefs 30-24 to win over the Houston Texans. Obviously, the win clinched that division. I personally celebrated more after the Chargers win a few weeks ago because that's where it happened in my mind. But to steal a line from our fearless leader, Andy Reid, it's a beautiful thing. I'm BJ Kissel, former Chiefs reporter, and this is KCSN Update, our daily Chiefs show and podcast here at KC Sports Network, presented by our good friends at DraftKings. And did you know that in yesterday's win over the Texans, the Chiefs offense accumulated more than 500 yards of total offense for just the third time this season, but it also marked the 19th consecutive game that the Chiefs offense has recorded 300 or more net yards, setting a new franchise record, surpassing... An earlier, obviously, franchise record, but with Patrick Mahomes from 2017 into 2018. A little Alex Smith in there as well, so that's something cool. Uh, Make sure to check out 10 Things later today. We'll have lots more nuggets just like that. We appreciate you for hanging out today. Please hit that like and subscribe button if you are on YouTube. It helps us grow, and it's greatly appreciated. Uh, You can look around our channel, and you can tell me it's not worth a free click. We've got a lot of content and something for everyone. You can also follow us on your favorite podcast platform by simply searching KCSN. You can find all of our channels that way, covering the Chiefs, Royals, KU, K-State, Mizzou, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. I mean, we are everywhere. But it is KCSN Update right now, and it's Monday, so you know that we will soon be joined by ESPN's Matt Miller to get his stock up, stock down report Again, following the Chiefs win over the Texans yesterday. Going to be an interesting conversation. I've kind of changed since midnight. You know, you kind of in your feels until about midnight. And then you wake up the next day, feel completely different today. And we'll talk more about that after this quick word from DraftKings. 
DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They have the best app that's easy to navigate, and I love all the different plays that they offer. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. My personal favorites, the anytime scores. You don't have to be a betting expert, and it doesn't matter the score of the game at the time. You've always got a shot. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes. For details. All right, let's welcome on Matt Miller right now to uh, get his thoughts on the Chiefs win over the Texans yesterday. Matt, the post-game show that we did last night was pretty evenly split, I would say, 50-50 on fans. That uh, It was kind of surprising that there was a lot more positivity than I thought uh, because I didn't know how to feel after that game because it wasn't the best performance by the Chiefs. But when you look at the total yardage, I just mentioned it more than 500 yards of offense for the chiefs offense and the defense only allowed 223 yards of total offense, but yet I didn't feel great. And I feel different now when I woke up, but for you in watching this game and reacting to it afterwards, what were your thoughts on the performance? Yeah, up and down. I think, you know, the first half I have different feelings about than I did the second half. I think typical of this team, they figured some things out in the flow of the game. I think there are a lot of highlights that we will talk about today, things that are definitely stock up there. And then again, as we do most Mondays when you're covering the Chiefs, the sky is not falling. There is not stock <laughs> down that way. But there are a couple of things where you're like, hey, this might be an issue. This might be something we need to address moving forward. Um, so I feel like this is it's a good game to look at and not necessarily overreact to. But there's definitely some positives and negatives that that we could see, you know, play an impact over the next uh, you know, couple of weeks here of the regular season. And as you know, now this team heads into the playoffs. I'm going to uh, call myself out because I think a lot of Chiefs fans, you look in the mirror and you see what kind of fan you want to be <laughs> like to, to make it a little dramatic. But I realized it was entitlement for me last night. And I, I woke up and I, I had this thought where, and I just tweeted out on social media. Um, it feels weird to be disappointed that it's not easier for the Chiefs to go yeah, out and dominate yeah. this team and to win a seventh straight division title, but yet be disappointed afterwards or be disappointed in the season because you lost to the Bengals again and you lost to the Bills. You lost to the two teams you were inevitably going to have to beat in the playoffs to get back to winning a Super Bowl, which yeah. Chiefs fans' biggest fear is they turn into the Packers, where it's like you're good every year. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback, and yet you only win one Super Bowl. And I think that's everyone's yeah. fear, but then you step back and you realize, for me, it's like, it's bad to feel disappointed that it's not easier. And especially I decided not to cut you off. Something we talked no. about last week, right? Was that I thought, and I think a lot of people thought that this wasn't necessarily going to be a rebuilding year, but it was going to be a step down year where it's like, okay, they're probably going to win 10, 11 games. And it's yeah. so many new components on offense, so many new components on defense. They've already won 11 games. They, they've won another division title. And I think, you know, Coach Reed said it so well that, that Brett Veach has stocked this roster and that Patrick Mahomes has done an amazing job of getting these new people incorporated into the offense. And 
you know, it, I think a lot of credit goes to those three right there with, with V, yeah. Reed, and Mahomes, obviously, to have a team where you just keep rolling. Even when, when you, you have such turnover in the passing game, which was a huge element of this team, obviously, even when you have a first-round running back that is injured slash not productive, even when you have – you're working in, you know, so many new starters in the secondary – and, and, you know, this is still status quo because of that, that rock solid foundation this team has. And, the, and a quick, quick personal side note here. I'm going to clarify this because I don't want it to come across the road. You've known me long enough that people listening might not, um, depending upon how this comes out, because I'm kicking myself because I feel like I should know better. And I'm not speaking to anybody else here. This is for me personally about being upset that it's not easier. It's not when it's not easy to win anything. When I was in high school, yeah. won a national championship in baseball. I was on a high school national or state championship in football. I was on a national championship baseball team in college. And then I was around the chiefs when they won the super bowl in 2018 as a sideline reporter. I understand the dynamics of a championship team and that nothing was easy for all of those teams. And there were doubts. There were moments where like, we're not going to win a single playoff game. And every one of those teams, baseball team went like 54 and eight, <laughs> like we dominated and there were still doubts. And so I'm not saying, and I was not, one of the better teams, better players than any one of those teams. And so I'm not a star, nothing like that, but I had a very specific role that I took very seriously, which is why I always defend those role players, those guys who make the one play a game that helps you win, because those are the players that you need to win championships as bought in as your superstars. And so that's why for anybody listening, that's why I always think about those types of players and those types of plays uh, instead of some of the kind of, more obvious ones, I guess, but I'm kicking myself because again, I was disappointed that it wasn't easier. And I know that it's not easy to win anything special. And with the chiefs, I was there and saw it. And this group to the three guys that you just mentioned, Brett Veach, Andy Reed, Patrick Mahomes, I'd add Travis Kelsey in there. I'd add Frank yeah. Clark uh, into there that these guys have championship DNA. They know what it takes. Uh, and just because they're not playing their best football right now, it doesn't mean they can't be playing their best football once they get to the end of the season. But let's talk a little bit about the game yesterday, Matt, because yeah. I'm interested to get your stock up, stock down report. Uh, but before we go to stock up, there was one moment we were talking about before we recorded that I tweeted out during the game that there was one thing that one of the players for the Texans did that I felt like kind of sparked things for the chiefs. And I was going, I was meaning to run the numbers offensively of before that happened. And after right. that happened, but anybody listening is going to remember because it kind of took off after basically they pissed off the chiefs offense. Yeah. What's the great quote from the, the Japanese emperor after Pearl Harbor that he was afraid they woke a sleeping giant. That's what mm -hmm. Desmond King did on Sunday by like dicking around with Travis Kelsey after the catch. I can't believe this was a penalty on Travis Kelsey, number one. And I'm, you guys know if you listen every Monday or watch every Monday, I'm usually the guy with the refs. It's like, hey, they have a hard job. They get it right most of the time. That was bullshit. I still cannot believe they flagged Kelsey for that. Uh, but it, it did. It, it really – you just saw this team go to a different level. And I know, like, there's the analytics people that are like, momentum's fake. Watch that game Sunday and tell me that was not a different team after Desmond King did that before and after. And like, you're tweeting it. I was tweeting it. Brittany Mahomes is tweeting it. It's like everyone knew that, okay, all you've managed to do is piss this team off. And it's, we use these analogies a lot when you talk about Mahomes. It's like, why would you, why would you like talk trash to Michael Jordan? Because you knew he was just going to play. <laughs> he was going to go off when that happened. And I, I feel like people got to learn this lesson with Mahomes too. So I get yeah. it. Desmond King, I think the, I think the Texans had a lead at that point, or maybe it was tied. And he thought, you know, hey, look at us. You can't do that till the game's over. Uh, so, 
Uh, if Desmond King has a foundation, Chiefs fans should probably be donating, you know, $30 <laughs> today in, in honor of the points that were scored because he, he's a big part of the reason. I think that we saw that a little bit of extra fire. Yeah, and he was one of the players. I don't know if there's history there. I don't know. I don't remember right. anything between. He's a charger, right? Yeah, I don't. So. I, there was with Jaleel Adai, and I don't know if that somehow he got involved into any of those kind of conversations or uh, issues that Jaleel Adai had. And that goes back to Alex Smith uh, and some of the cheap shots that Adai was taking at him before. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I'm still kind of, you know what. I'm still kind of caught off guard that you gave a World War II reference. You're a Civil War guy. So if I was going to get I'm a well, war quote. I'm well-rounded, okay? <laughs> I knew you were a Civil War guy. Um, but anyway, let's let's move on. I completely agree with you, obviously, that Desmond King, and it, it was a petty thing. You know, it wasn't like Desmond King made some big play. Travis Kelsey got a first down and was trying to give the signal. Desmond King, like, wasn't going to let him do it. Like, that's going to piss you off more than a guy making a big play and showing some yeah. emotion. Like, you just got beat and you're going to act like that. Right. But but thanks. Appreciate you. Defensive backs are a weird group anyway. Like you know, <laughs> the, the things they celebrate, I don't get it. But uh, I right. do think that that was a, a key moment in Sunday's win. All right. Let's get to the stock up, stock down report. We're going to start with the stock up, start with some positives. Uh, what's your first stock up uh, moment or player performance from Sunday's win over the Texans? Yeah, BJ, I think I know it's Monday morning. I think Mahomes just completed another pass, though. 20 straight completions <laughs> to end the game. Uh, he's five away from the record, which, as you guys know, he'll have a chance to do that against the Seahawks on Saturday because it's it's not in one game. It's over multiple games. 25 is the record. He has a chance to break that. Um, you know, BJ, I grew up a Niners fan. So I grew up in this era of Joe Montana, Steve Young, where they were breaking passer rating records seemingly every year. And now you watch Mahomes, and it's it's notable because Andy Reid obviously grew up in that system. You see so many of the same things from Patrick as you did from those guys where it's just so efficient. And, you know, just the field vision is there, the, the accuracy, putting the ball in a position where guys like Juju or MVS can make some difficult grabs, but they have that chemistry to know, okay, here's where space is. That's where the ball is going to go. I'm going to go grab it. So I, I think, you know, Mahomes had an MVP type day and I, I don't have an official vote. Uh, I have an ESPN vote and I'm, I'm very torn with three games left between Patrick and Jalen Hurts. Jalen obviously struggled a little bit yesterday against the Chicago Bears with a couple of interceptions. Uh, well, he dominated on the ground, of course, in, in a win. But I, I really do think it's, it's down to those two right now. And, and days like yesterday where Mahomes throws the ball 41 times and only has five incompletions and yeah. goes over 300 yards, has a couple touchdowns, like you almost take it for granted. But you have to sometimes, as you say all the time, BJ, you have to step back and be like, that's a, that's a career day for most quarterbacks. And yeah. Mahomes, it was like – he played pretty well. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. His ability to make accurate off-platform throws. As somebody that studies the quarterback position, obviously with everything you do with the NFL draft, Mm -hmm. his ability to, when he's maneuvering around the pocket and doesn't plant his left foot and just throws where he's basically, his shoulders are, like his whole body is facing where he's throwing and he's kind of going sidearm with it, is against everything that I've ever been taught as somebody playing baseball growing up. It's like, Step where you're going at a 45 degree angle, step at your target, front shoulder aimed at your yep. target. And yep. when you don't, it's like Everything. that's you met through an inaccurate pass because your feet mm-hmm. weren't right. But yet Mahomes does it because he can get the ball out so quickly and he can get it in ways that defensive backs aren't ready. Defensive linemen don't have right. the time to bring him down. And I know that stuff that he practices with Bobby Stroop. We talked about Bobby and the work that they've done because he tweets out all the videos that he works on this stuff. So when he throws an inaccurate pass, like, oh, well, it's bad form. You know, that's not how you do it. That's how he does it because he practices this stuff right. and he's really, really good at it. And I've said it for the last couple of weeks, I think the MVP, um, I think Patrick Mahomes deserves the MVP. Obviously, I think he's going to win it. The only thing I think that could really keep it now because of the way that Jalen Hurts played yesterday. Um, and I'm looking forward to the game as somebody who doesn't really care who wins. The Eagles-Cowboys game on Saturday is going to determine everything. The, the Cowboys are pissed the way that they played. People are doubting Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts goes out and dominates the Cowboys, A, Dallas's team and their fan base will fall apart yeah. um, because they just lost to the Jags. But also, <laughs> if Jalen Hurts goes out there and dominates, I'm not sure that Patrick Mahomes could overcome that because of the opponents he has down the down the three games. That's the only thing to me, I guess, that could really change things. If Jalen Hurts goes out there and dominates the Cowboys and the national audience and they win and they have the best record in the NFL and all that, I don't know if that, that would make sense to me. Yeah. I still think Patrick Mahomes would deserve it, but that would make sense to me. Be like, okay, it, a good performance against the Seahawks, the Broncos, and the Raiders isn't going to get that thought it's out of people's mind. picture, right, of the Cowboys being the Cowboys – the best record in football. Yeah. A lot, definitely a lot of good games to watch. Uh, I have one more stock up for you though. And I I think this is maybe the most underrated player on the chiefs. Jarek McKinnon continues to be such a factor. And, and this is a player I've, I've followed his entire career. It it reminded me yesterday, there was a couple of years ago, Daniel Jeremiah, who's a good friend of yours and mine, we were tweeting about what the chiefs offense needs. And I said, and, and I just, I, this was a little bit of an ignorant statement by me. I said, they missed that Jamal Charles type speed. And people were like, oh, well, let's just go find a guy who can be it. Like, no, I didn't mean someone who's going to run, you know, a 10 2 in the 100. But the, no. the offense really missed that player who could make things happen in the open field from the running back position. 
And yeah. they, not because of me, but they found that in Jarek McKinnon, obviously someone who, no, he's not your number one back. He's not your feature back, but his role is just so important. We saw it yesterday on the ground game, you know, averaging over five yards a pop. We saw it yesterday in the passing game. I mean, Jarek McKinnon has two touchdowns yesterday that are really the difference in this ball game. So as much as we all love Pacheco and it's, I mean, that is a draft steal yeah. On day three for Brett Veach, he's the next three years. I hope that we see him become the lead back there. It seems like he's really taken that spot. But I think as much of a run as this team can make in the postseason, Jarek McKinnon will be a factor. And I actually think right now he is the most dangerous pass threat on the team, not named Travis Kelsey, because he and Mahomes have just figured it out in terms of where he needs to be when Patrick starts to scramble. And then he yeah. has that fantastic start stop ability where you're not catching that dude in space. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Our good friend, uh, Jeff Schwartz, uh, had mentioned, and you got to shout out the chief's offensive line and taking nothing away from Jarek McKinney he had 18 touches, 122 yards and two scores and another game two weeks in a row now that you've absolutely needed him to step up. But Jeff Schwartz had tweeted about it this week that the chiefs are the best screen game. Uh, screen team Absolutely. in the NFL and Jarek McKinnon is the recipient. A lot of those, the timing, the spacing is all perfect. And a lot of that, you got to credit Patrick Mahomes. You got to credit Jarek McKinnon, but man, to see Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Joe Tooney, those guys out in front. It's a lot of it's the chiefs interior offensive line. Absolutely. Those guys out in space, just absolutely wrecking dudes and hitting the little guys um, out in space. That is a much more difficult thing than I think people realize for <laughs> yes. a guy who's six, five, 300 pounds running well, around in space, hitting these little fast DBs. If you have small children, like <laughs> under 10, let them go out in your yard and try to try to like catch them and put a body on them that I have a nine-year-old I'm I could yeah. still beat him in a race but like catching him in the open field not as easy as you once thought <laughs> so uh, that's probably about the right size ratio you know Trey Smith yeah. to a defensive back it ain't easy I'll tell you that or like I have a small dog that you can chase him <laughs> and it's probably about the same thing yeah, uh, Jerick McKinnon has definitely been that guy that can step up, take some of those short throws and and create more out of what seemingly is a pretty, I would say, simple screen, but uh, just very well executed plays. And going back to your point about Jamal Charles, one of the players that was brought in to solve a lot of those issues was DeAnthony Thomas back in the years. Yeah. And not that he didn't have a bad Chiefs career, but when he was drafted, there was more expected like what Andy Reid can do with a skill set like that. And I had talked about it going into this week that the Chiefs missed McCole Hardman and Kadarius Tony, not just because of the skill set on the field, but necessarily because of the way that Andy Reid utilizes those skill sets with his jet sweeps, his ghost actions. We talked about it on this show. They were missing that element of the playbook. Not that they still couldn't be successful, but you see Kadarius Tony get back in there and they start running a lot of those same plays. Now, Sky Moore got a few of the jet sweeps, yeah. uh, but doesn't threaten the edge the same way that McCole and Kadarius Tony do. So it was great to see that part of the playbook get opened back up as Tony's back in there. It's great to see him finish the game and, and be healthy at the end of that game. And based on your colleague, Adam Schefter over there at ESPN, his report that McCole Hardman uh, should be back this Saturday against the Seahawks is great news. But now let's move on to some of the negative stuff from this game. We're about 20 minutes in, so we did pretty good uh, yeah. for those who, who hung on that are just reeling right now, just angry that we haven't gotten negative yet. So uh, here's your segment uh, for some stock down. Uh, what do you want to start with? It's hard to have stock down this week. I'm not going to lie, BJ. I think um, a win is a win. And especially in the NFL, as, as we were talking about, 
They get paid too, is one of my favorite sayings. And the Houston yeah. Texans have 53 players that get paid as well. They have good players despite their record. And we watched them play Dallas very closely. So it is a better team than 112 and 1. Uh, it's a better team than winless at home. It is a little scary to me that we now have back to back Chiefs wins over really bad teams that were close to you know, the Denver Broncos game and now this Houston Texans game. I felt like in game the Chiefs figured some things out. The The second half was much better. The fourth quarter was certainly better than where this game started. So I will give them credit for ironing out some of the issues in game. But it is a little scary to me that right now they're playing down to their competition. And I do think it's easy to say, hey, they'll flip the switch on when they have to. I worry with this stretch of games being kind of sleepy. You know, like the Seahawks game Saturday is a good one. But then you still have uh, is it Broncos Raiders to close the season out. You're going to get up for those because they're rivals, but right. I would I would not like to see this team headed into the playoffs playing down to their competition. That's something that we've talked about with Andy Reid, and I think the biggest frustrations that Chiefs fans have had over the years, it seems like in the big games, they always get up. I think there was a stat that Patrick Mahomes hadn't lost a game by more than one possession until the Super Bowl against the Bucs. I mean, they're always in the games. Even when they're not playing well, we're all annoyed because we know they can play better. Um, but that's kind of the history of being a Chiefs fan. I mean, if you lived in the 90s and the 2000s, some of those playoff games are absolutely gut-wrenching. I mean, there's a reason Chiefs fans feel the way they do and are the way they are, especially the ones that are <laughs> you know, our age, uh, because we lived through the NFL record for most consecutive playoff losses in NFL history. Nobody likes to talk about that, but that it's we held that. It was like now. nine straight playoff losses in the first round. Like It was brutal, and some of those in the most brutal fashion that you could possibly think of. So. Um, it wasn't until the game against the Texans that Niall Davis started that game off with like 101 yard kickoff return for a touchdown that she's finally won a playoff game. Uh, but yeah, it, on the secondary last night during the post game show, I talked about this and I'll reiterate it here uh, because I believe the secondary can play better. I do think that there is something to be said for when we talk about Steve Spagnolo that the defense is a lot of what's people complain about when we play down to our opponent, but yet when we play up for big games, it seems like they're a lot more creative. They do a lot more different things. I'm not trying to make an excuse for them. It just, you could make the case that they do a lot more creative things and they always play better against the better teams. Are they holding back certain things um, and not showing certain things? I don't know, but that's the the takeaway I have of watching these guys closely for the last like five years. Just, it's not a unique thought that we've had uh, with Andy Reid, Steve Spagnuolo, but individually Juan Thornhill is the guy for me that still has time to turn it around. It hasn't been the season that I know he wants um, right. and knowing him personally. And I am going to be biased towards this because I am rooting for him. He's a phenomenal person and dude, and we have seen him go out there and play really, really well. I would love to see him make some plays down the stretch and go make a huge impact in the playoffs. And that's what people remember him for in a similar way that people better remember Daniel Sorensen. He became like the, yeah. the butt yeah. of a lot of jokes but Daniel Sorensen made some of the biggest plays in history in like the team's history back in 2019 when they won a Super Bowl. Exactly. Uh, they don't win the Texans game without him making the tackle on that fake punt. I'm sorry. Uh, or stripping the fumble on the next play, but yet he became the butt of a lot of jokes. Um, I I am believing that Juan Thornhill can turn it around in the the three or four plays in the playoffs that he needs to make to make the difference between a win and a loss. I'm still rooting for him to do that, and I still think he can. Uh, but there's yeah. no doubt that as a as a whole, that group uh, needs to play better, and especially when the ball's in the air. Matt, I'm just assuming a flag is going to get thrown. If there's any <laughs> kind of ball down a right. field and it's incomplete and the guys end up on the ground, I'm waiting for a flag to get thrown. 
Yeah, and I will say that, yes, we can call out the secondary members and they need to play a little bit better. Uh, something that, that I did notice on Sunday was that Laramie Tunsil had a fantastic game at left tackle. And yeah. a lot of this defense, Shocker. as you know, and as your your viewers know, this team was predicated on getting pressure on the quarterback, not having to cover for a lot of time back there. And when Laramie Tunsil and I thought uh, Titus Howard had a really good game, uh, Andy Hex boy, had a really good game. Um, I, Charlie, Charlie Hag yep. had a really good game. So I also thought, you know, the Texans offensive line played well. And you, I mean, it's such a cliche. I'm not, you know, breaking football news here. When you can't get to the quarterback, the secondary is going to have a long day. And so I do think we have to give some credit to that Texans offensive line. So I think what well, one sack yesterday, maybe two. Uh, I know Frank Clark yeah. had one that might have been it. Um, so it was a good good day for the Texans O line. Again, they get paid too, right? And and we have to give them credit for a pretty good game. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, let's move on to another stock down that you have. This one's going to be interesting because we, we did talk about this one before. I know it's on the list and we've got some stuff to show because this would be a very nuanced conversation about Harrison Butker. Yeah, I think it goes back to if you watch midseason, you can probably go back and find the episode where we said, hey, like this is starting to become a concern and it's something to watch for because there is trending toward this could cost the team a game. And I think yesterday, you know, you had the missed PAT that makes it 13, 14 and a half. And then you have the the missed potential game winning field goal. And it's not so much that he's Harrison Bucker is still a, a good kicker, but he's, he's having problems and he's become not unreliable, but almost untrustworthy where it's not as it used to be automatic BJ, like the 2018, 2019, like he trot out there and you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to grab a beer. Like, uh, is this, is this an example of like entitlement for cheese fan? Like, are we just now having like a normal average NFL kicker who happens to miss? And we're so used to him just drilling everything. Because like, to me, Justin Tucker is the only one that's really like automatic, automatic. And I, yeah, I watch a lot of football. <laughs> it's just a lot, of, you know, a lot of football. And maybe it's because of, you know, all my whole family being Chiefs fans or because I do the show with you. But to me, Butker's issues, I mean, they're the only good team that's having the kicking issues they're having. Let's just say mm-hmm. that like Evan McPherson's doing just fine in Cincinnati, you know, yeah. uh, Robbie Gold's doing just fine in San Francisco. So I, I think when you look at the the teams that are at the top of the the order this year, you know, OK, these teams can make a run. The Chiefs are the ones that have a notable kicking problem right now. The Chiefs are the have the third worst field goal made percentage in the NFL at 75.9%. The only teams worse are the Denver Broncos and the Cleveland Browns. And that is on field goals. And then on extra points, the fourth worst at 88.9. They've missed five extra points this year. And I, I don't think Butker was all of those with the injury earlier in Butker the year. Was hurt, that factors into. But yes, like it, it has been bad for, again, to your point, a, a good team doesn't have these issues and it's not yeah. something that you want to worry about going into a playoff game of, hey, we just tied the game with 
30 seconds to go and we need the extra point to tie it. And we're all going to be terrified because in that moment, like you have Patrick Mahomes, who's automatic and you have Harrison Buckley, who has not been, but I don't, I won't be surprised if, if we do see a a decision made like that at some point in the postseason of maybe we go for two. Yeah. It's it's a little more reliable. And one of the interesting things I saw yesterday, I don't know how many people listening to this, it's it's going to make the rounds. Uh, It's going to get aggregated by all the blogs. You're going to see it on Chiefs Wire. You're going to see it on Arrowhead Pride. You're going to see it on Arrowhead Addict and all those different places. Dustin Colquitt's comments on social media. Dustin Colquitt, obviously one of the best, if not the best punter uh, in Chiefs history, still around Kansas City, still involved. I thought it was really interesting. And I love when players do this because I don't think he's necessarily calling him out specifically, but he's adding context that fans do not have for guys like yourself, for me that are, you know, Butker, Butker, Butker. And, and guys like Nate Taylor have told us on Tuesdays that that ankle issue was going to linger. Now, this was a month ago when Dave Tobe, he was quoting conversation that he had in the locker room and talking with Dave Tobe that it wasn't something that was going to 100% heal before the end of the season. But Dustin Colquitt added some more context in which he was responding basically to some fans. Uh, and one for, another former Chiefs player, Mark Borichter, had put out on social media that, you know, basically Harrison Bucker, this is an issue. And I'm going to bring up the tweet here. Uh, and here's what Dustin Colquitt had to say about Tommy Townsend, not necessarily about um, Harrison Butker and talking about the field goal uh, unit as a whole said he's an exceptional punter, obviously talking about Townsend. If you look back at the holds on the extra point, the laces are facing the sideline and on the missed 50 yarder, he pulled the ball to him at the last second and forced the ball to go to the right. He's been missing the spot all year. And then he brought up a picture that you can clearly see on social media. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If not, you know, go check it out on social media. It's going to be everywhere, but you can clearly see that on the made one on the left side, laces pointed forward and then on the missed one laces pointed at like a 45 degree angle degree angle off to the side obviously yeah. something dustin colquitt did for a very long time and it seemed chiefs did seemingly not have any issues uh when he was here and dustin had responded to a couple of different people about butker not necessarily being the problem not that he might have missed it anyway but the holds being an issue i'm sure it's something that dave tobe is going to be asked about on thursday when he speaks with the media and that's when the coordinators generally speak uh, and i'm sure tommy townsend's going to be asked to speak to the media yeah. now that this is getting out there uh but it's just an interesting storyline and narrative to to add on to this conversation about harrison butker maybe it's not all on butker it's just on those three that battery of james winchester yeah. Harrison Butker and Tommy Townsend getting things right to where we don't have to worry about this in games that really start to matter matter when we get to the playoffs. And I would want to know, like, I would want to go back to 2019 when Butker's, when this started, I I feel like this kind of started maybe 2019, 2020, uh, those two seasons to look at some of the missed extra points there. I think in 2020, I I didn't have time to pull up his stats, but I remember looking this up previously. He missed six extra points in 2020. And you could say, well, they scored a ton of touchdowns that year absolutely but six missed extra points is bad unless you've scored a hundred touchdowns even then i think six is too many to miss so i think it it, it would be worth investigating it was i don't i don't recall was tommy townsend the was he the holder in 2020 um and i don't think so i, I don't think so either cool. right so i i think it's something you got to look into of yep dustin obviously knows a lot more about holding than i ever will um, it's he spotted that and I would give him a ton of credit. Uh, he, he definitely knows, but is this, is it fixable then? Or is this something that, Hey, like, why was this happening in 2020 and it's still happening now? Actually he was. Okay. 
So there he joined go. the Chiefs in 2020. And I remember that he wasn't, he was one of the top free agent, undrafted free agent punters yeah. out there. And he wasn't going to sign with the Chiefs as long as Dustin Colquitt was on the roster. And the Dustin Colquitt got let go so they could or bring maybe in Tommy Towns. just pissed that he got cut for this kid. And he's like, it's his fault. I don't know. I'm just joking. But <laughs> I think Dustin's that kind of guy. I think most people are right. can't see you yourself. We know Dustin. Yeah. We know what he's about. Right. Is there players just being honest? You know, like yeah, there other right. players make mistakes and it's not a problem for him to be called out as if long as it's kept respectful, which he did. Right. Doesn't mean that everybody else is going to do that as this is discussed, as you and I both know. Context. You know, yeah. it's because it's important to know. And he's defending right. Butker as much as he's right. going after Tommy Townsend and that Butker is taking a lot of crap when he in credit to Butker, because if this has been an issue for a while, this has never been discussed. Exactly. And so like the fact that Bucker never brought this up, James Winchester never brought this up is pretty good. And maybe it just, it got too loud and too negative on Bucker that Colquitt is like, you know what? I'm going to put this out there because it's true. And it's, also, right. it's the first time Dustin has tweeted since like September. So there might be something to that, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I finally had enough. It's time to talk about this. Yeah. You so, we'll, know that we'll he still talks with it. Winchester and all of those guys. Like he's, yeah. he's plugged in. He's got a great relationship. I'm guessing I haven't heard anything any differently. Um, but it'll be interesting to follow this kind of storyline throughout the week. Cause I'm sure it's, it's going to be picked up, uh, getting ready for a Seahawks team, the Broncos, the Raiders, not a lot of exciting things to talk about. And I know the chiefs have got some great beat writers up there that, uh, aren't going to miss this one. All right, Matt, before we let you go, what are you working on at ESPN? What, uh, what's going down with the NFL draft stuff, uh, coming to Kansas city this year. Wait. It's, it's going to be fun. You don't have to go that I far. I have to just... fly to the draft. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, I think my family will probably actually come with me for a lot of it. Uh, so actually, uh, I'm doing a lot of like standalone pieces right now, BJ. I just topped off my top 25 players for the college football playoff. So that's kind of a deep dive. If you haven't had time to pay attention to college football this year, uh, we have that. Myself and Jordan Reed are doing a, a primer on the draft, like the names you really need to know, uh, 10 to 15 names of, of probably guys that are not going to be in the Chiefs uh, range of draft picks because we're expecting this team to be picking at 31 overall. And that means yeah. they won the Super Bowl. The, the Dolphins don't have a pick. So uh, but a lot, there's a lot going on. All right. Early, we're going to date this. So it was December 19th. Who is Thank the, you. give me the best edge rusher. Is Frank Clark, last year of his contract. And, yeah. and receiver, just based on not a lot of guys under contract for the Chiefs beyond this year after they give Juju basically whatever he wants. Just give Juju realistic his contract. Options? Realistic. Or, this, okay. Give me like slightly Williams. optimistic. Yeah. Like if we got to start rumors here in December to help some of these guys draft, like fall in yeah. the draft. I'm not, yeah. I'm not above that. Um, yeah. Joking. The, if but, I uh, could pick, give us I two names. Player for the Chiefs. One edge rusher, one, one receiver. Yeah, defensive end, I would pick Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. I know Patrick and I have texted about him. We're, we're both big fans. He, realistically, <laughs> he won't be there uh, in the, the late what, 20s, early 30s. But we what about hope, Felix? We King Felix. You could get him a little bit later. Hell of a player. Okay. You get him a little okay. bit later. Uh, a wide receiver, I want Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee for you guys. 4-2 speed, great downfield weapon. Uh, won the Bolitnikoff Award. He was he was the dude for Tennessee. So go watch them when Hendon Hooker was healthy. They were making beautiful music together. So Jalen Hyatt is, I mean, perfect for the Chiefs. I love to see it. I've I've heard some people talking about uh, Quentin down there at TCU. Got a good look at him uh, in the Big Twelve Championship. It just yeah. he's a bigger body. Like he's obviously physical freak. Uh, yeah. But it's kind of similar to what they have. Like you need to build, like we talk about building that basketball team. They need that smaller speed guy. We'll see what happens with McCall Hardman. He's in a uh, contract year, right. but yeah, get that 
that speed downfield dude. If you're and, keeping uh, Juju, go to work. You're keeping who is a free agent? You better keep keeping. Better Juju, keep Juju. I will. The, I will be upset. The, the burner. I trust Brett, but they yeah. have to keep Juju. <laughs> like I'm not gonna tell him what he has to do, but you got to keep this guy. Give him whatever he wants. You. Give him his contract. He deserves. Juju has not gotten paid yet. Right. In his NFL career, he has not had a big payday. So I don't think it's going to, you're not going to get a discount on him because he likes being here and all that. No, Juju is going to get paid like yep. a top-ish wide receiver. He's not going to get Tyreek money. Should. As he absolutely should. And he's fitting in great. Everything about it has been exactly what uh, as what was advertised and what the most optimistic Chiefs fan was looking for. Mm-hmm. All right, Chiefs Kingdom. That's all we got for this episode of KCSN Update. Make sure you check out 10 Things. Uh, that I'll have for you later this afternoon. Hit that uh, follow button on all your favorite podcast platforms or like and subscribe on YouTube. And don't forget the KC Laboratory. Those guys will be going live tonight, uh, Monday night at 8 p.m. Central. And we'll have all the rest of our shows covering the Kansas City Chiefs, recapping their win over the Texans and getting you ready for the game on Saturday against the Seattle Seahawks. We appreciate you for stopping by and spending part of your day with us. And we'll see you all later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.